to Dissecting This Fiction, a podcast where we discuss the latest in movies, TV, and games. Because we're always DTF, and you should be too. I'm your host, Steven. And I'm your co-host, Jessica. And could this episode get a larger audience than the Oscars? Chances are low, but they're never zero. (laughs) Yeah, with the way things are going with the Oscars, who knows? We we might have a chance. We might have a chance. Yeah. (laughs) We have to beat like nine point something million. Yeah. Which is apparently a slow. Yeah. So. That's pretty low for the Oscars. Yes. But it would be extremely high for us. Yes. It would be. <laughs> we would be like competing with big fish in a little pond in yeah. that sense. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, well, we're not going to get too deep into the Oscars, but we'll just mention a couple of the winners. So if you're one of the people that didn't tune in this year, like many people. Most of us. As the... Uh, <laughs> The stats are showing each year. Yeah. Uh, we do have a few of the winners in case people want to know. Usually just you know, basically the bigger topic. Uh, so we'll get, we'll get into that a little bit just for uh, the shits and gigs of informing the public. Yeah. You know, our... That's how we do Our sworn duty. Yeah. As DTF podcast. As dissectors of the fiction. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes... Nonfiction. Yeah, as it turns because out. Because I made the title, and then I was like, you know what? There's a flaw in that name, but... It's fine. I still enjoy talking about other yeah. things. Well, I mean, My Favorite Murder doesn't literally talk about... <laughs> it's fine. I'm not going to go there. What? <laughs> I, there's a wiggle room with everybody's podcast yeah. title. That's they're, all. they're not always murderers? They're not always talking about how it's their favorite murder. <laughs> oh, okay. Because okay. you could literally only have one episode. That's true. You can't just have a new favorite murder yeah. every week. They have one episode and they go, yeah. we're retiring. That's it. Yeah. Retiring the show. <laughs> Still has more ratings than yeah. the Oscars. Yeah. And Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend has been on for like two years. Yeah. You'd think he would have found one by now. He's, I mean, that's how bad he is. <laughs> He's talked to how many people and everyone was like, I am never talking to this guy again. What a loser. No wonder NBC got rid of him. Yeah. Twice. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I really enjoy Coda Ryan. Yeah, he's the best. Actually, is his show even on TBS still? Does he still have that? I don't think is so. Is it over? He's, he's just doing the podcast? I'm pretty sure it's just podcast. It's yeah, I been mean, like, living the life, right? Yeah, right? Wait. He was doing the podcast pre-pandemic. So he was like, he oh, was now up. everybody's coming to my yeah, yard, huh? Like, oh, okay. <laughs> Didn't realize I had the milkshake. <laughs> it's ginger flavored. <laughs> Ew. Ginger vanilla snap. Ginger vanilla milkshake. That sounds disgusting. <laughs> All right, let's get into some of these Oscar winners, shall we? Sure. And just remember, people, for every winner of the Oscars, there are many losers. That's true. <laughs> uh, so, of course, best picture. We'll just go with that first off. Nomadland. Yes. This is the Hulu original. I, it was in theaters, but I think it was like a Hulu produced. Uh huh. Starring Francis McDormand. It's a documentary, right? It's. I can't tell if it's a. Like, I, the trailer feels like it's a documentary, but it doesn't seem like it is. So I'm very confused what it is. Uh, yeah, I don't really know what it is either. I, never... I should have probably just watched it at some point. It's a drama slash western. So The Mandalorian. Yes, but on Earth. Okay. And without huh. a child. <laughs> I mean, have you seen it? Do you know there's no children? Yeah. 
It says a woman in her 60s who, after losing everything in the Great Recession, embarks on a journey through the American West, living as a van-dwelling modern-day nomad. Okay. So, like... Doesn't sound like a Western to me. Call of the Wild? No, not that one. Uh, the one that I hate. God, what's that stupid idiot's name? <laughs> what? The, into the Wild. Into, into the oh, Wild, that, but yeah, an yeah, adult yeah. woman. The guy instead who, like, of a dumb kid. just, like, bounced around strangers' homes. And, like, yeah, yeah. And just lived off and, them like, for free. And, mooched off people yeah. and ruined their lives. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Spoilers. But, like, probably... <laughs> probably better, because it's not, like... In selfishness that it's happening. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> so yeah, so I, I was interested in this. We obviously never watched it for whatever yeah. reason. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm probably going to be checking this out now. Yeah, yeah. Not that the Oscar winner is the reason I'll be checking it out. Yeah, if but... there was a sweep, this is the film that did it. It's a small sweep. A mm-hmm. very, It's like a like a hand broom. Yeah. Not like a full size, mm-hmm. you know, not a push it's broom. It's a very small tray. Yeah. Full of... <laughs> personal Oscar size. dust. Yeah. Yeah. It won Best Picture and also Best Director, Chloe Zhao. Who is, from what I understand, the first woman of color to win a Oscar for Best Director. That's pretty cool. Uh, and also Frances McDormand, the star of the movie, got Best Actress. Oh, okay. Yeah. There may have been others, but so those they, are the ones so I So their speeches were basically, we're better than you? Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Moving into the animated territory for best animated film, Soul yeah. is the winner. I was not expecting this one to win. Yeah. I kind of felt like it was probably not going to because it was a Disney film and there's so many other like smaller budget quality things out there this year mm-hmm. that I was figuring that this would be a pass on that. But mm-hmm. no, here we are, Soul. Yeah, and it's Soul also won for best original score. So mm-hmm. that was pretty cool. It was a good movie. Yeah, I mean, it had a lots of soul. So yeah, it sure did. <laughs> or souls. Yeah. Plural. There was a lot of them. And then last on our list, uh, best original screenplay, promising young woman won. Uh, Emerald Fennel was the writer for that one. Another one I've been wanting to watch. Mm-hmm. It's on rental for like twenty dollars. Maybe somebody will have a deal on it. No, that that's what I'm hoping. Something. There's gonna be like a. Uh, a run on like Oscar mm-hmm. nominees and winners on like a sale mm-hmm. situation. Yeah, because I I've never been comfortable spending spending twenty dollars on a rental. Yeah, that's nuts. That seems crazy to me. I guess yeah. it's no different than going to a theater for ten dollars yeah. a piece. But uh, I still have a problem. even like <laughs> like even when Blockbuster was a thing, most rentals weren't twenty dollars. Like, well, to be fair, they got you with their. Late fees that yeah. whether you were late or not, yeah, somehow, somehow you always, you had, always had a late fee. Yeah, you have to pay the late fee up front. Yeah, in <laughs> case you're late. Yeah, and if you're not late, they keep the money as a convenience fee. Yes, for having to charge you ahead of time. Yes, <laughs> sounds about right. Uh, and this is promising because she uh, actually was recently announced to be writing. The screenplay for Zatanna, right? Yes. The yeah. uh, the DC film. Yes. So that's, so that's, that's cool. very promising. Yeah. Keep saying that word. She's a promising young woman <laughs> for this Zatanna film, yeah. if you think about it. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, I mean, there's obviously more. There's a lot more. Uh, if you want to check out the Oscars, if you have not, 
It is also available on Hulu. Yes. So you can go swing by there and check it out. Mm-hmm. Hopefully there's no commercials and be a lot quicker. Yeah. But hey, you'll be able to fast forward at least. True. Through the bullshit. That should help. Uh, you know, since you brought up our list of new releases coming out this week. Hulu also has, on April 28th, The Handmaid's Tale Season 4 premiere, for anyone who is waiting for that. I still haven't watched that, but I did finally finish. Season 4? Yeah, I haven't either. No, I mean, I haven't watched the... the Okay, yeah, that's hilarious. I haven't watched The Handmaid's Tale at all, Mm. but I have... I did finish the book. If there's more than one, I'm not sure, but I finished the first book, so... Yeah. Uh, It's like The Handmaid's Back? The Handmaid's Thigh? No. <laughs> There's a lot of parts of a body it could be. Yeah, that's true. Since you read the book, do they give you an answer as to why she has a tail? She doesn't have a tail. Oh, so it's like one of those twist type endings, huh? <laughs> yeah, I guess you could call it that. Okay. Alright, on Amazon Prime, April 30th, they have Tom Clancy's Without Remorse, the Amazon original movie. And that stars Michael B. Jordan He's a Navy SEAL who uncovers a global conspiracy, as you might expect. So, might be fun to check out. As you might expect. Yeah. Is he always in movies that he uncovers global conspiracies? No, the Tom Clancy part. Oh, okay. (laughs) That makes a lot more sense when you put it like that. Yeah. Um, And then uh, in Disney Plus, we have... No Falcon Winter Soldier episode, obviously. Nothing super exciting, but we do have, on April 30th, Marvel Studios Assembled, which we're assuming, I'm assuming, is probably going to be the making of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, because the last episode, and or season, depending on if they're calling it a new season or not, was the making of WandaVision. So, that's my guess. That's a safe gamble. Yeah. Uh, Also, reminder, check out our... Falcon and the Winter Soldier, spoiler review. Yes. The Anatomy of mm-hmm. segment. Uh, we're on our final episode, six, and it should be up around the time of this episode. So yeah. if you haven't listened to it, go check that out. All six are there, and uh, it's a good time. Yeah, definitely. It's gonna Pro- be- Probably even a better time than the show itself. It, I'm mean, just yeah. going to throw that out there. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Lots of speculation, and we look into all the, the Easter eggs and tie-ins yeah. to the comics and all that stuff as well. Yeah. We don't have Zemo on our podcast, but we do reference Zima, <laughs> which hopefully will make a comeback <laughs> from the 90s Yeah, at some point. Yeah. All right. Uh, HBO Max just added, actually, Mortal Kombat Conquest and Legacy, both TV series. So that's yes. very appropriate timing <laughs> since the new movie just dropped. Of course, they're gonna yeah. throw those on there. Yeah. Re- you know, they're they're relevant, right? Yeah. Conquest, ah, God, that was like in the '90s. I feel like. I think so. Uh, I don't remember which station. I want to say it was CW, which was probably like WB at the time, mm-hmm. or it was USA Channel. Yeah, but it, it was a really bad TV show. I think it had like one season. Mm-hmm. I'm, that said, I'm probably going to check it out. Yeah. Just out of nostalgia I mean, of and seeing yeah. how bad it was. Um, but Legacy, it's not necessarily canon, I don't think. But it is okay. a really fun, like, interesting modern take on 
they're like short episodes of the characters and and tying them into like a grounded concept. Okay. So that's actually pretty interesting to check out if you if you want to. Cool. Get all amped up after the, the latest movie. Yeah. For Hank Ren versus some more Mortal Kombat. Yeah. It's there. Um, Peacock on the 1st of May. Not a whole lot, but the Hobbit trilogy and the Bourne trilogy, in case anybody was waiting to watch those at some point, craving it. It's, they're going to be coming back to Peacock or coming to Peacock. And also, finally, on Netflix, we have uh, there's a new anime starting called Yasuka or Yasuke. And it's a takes place in an alternate universe uh, version of feudal Japan with magic and advanced technology based on, and it's based on this historical figure of the same name who is a warrior of African descent who served who served in the samurai conflict in 16th century Japan, and it stars uh, Lakeith Stanfield, who was nominated for Judas and the Black Messiah, but he didn't win. But anyway, okay, seemed like an interesting concept. So yes. Uh, and then also The Mitchells versus The Machines on April 30th coming to Netflix. It's an animated movie. Looked like a family friendly. That's not out yet? I nope. could swear I saw that on the, while scrolling Netflix the other day. It I was probably just, in the coming I must soon have saw section. That coming out yet. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's clearly some kind of like the family's going through like a no phones at the dinner table situation and then other stuff ensues. I remember that in the trailer. Oh, I haven't seen the trailer. Yeah. But. I guess now I don't need to watch it. Well, I think there's more to the plot than that. <laughs> I took it as like a, a Invincibles type thing. Not that they're superheroes, but like family has to work together against machines or some shit. I don't know. Probably, yeah. It sounds fair based on the description that I read. All right, that's all I've got for new releases this week. <laughs> all right, uh, we have a few uh, announcements that uh, we got for new shit coming out. Uh Dota, which is based off of a video game, mm-hmm. uh, it's called Dragon's Blood. It's a Netflix anime, and it's coming out with a second season called Book Two. Okay. Uh, there's no official release date, but Netflix has announced that it is official. So I guess it did good enough, and so we're getting more. They're just going balls out on the Netflix these days, right? Yeah, I mean, we're getting... I mean... I mean, on the anime I mean, these days. I was, I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> they typically do on their own service. You know what I mean. The anime, okay? Yeah, yeah. No, anime <laughs> and video game themed shit, they mm-hmm. are really, really investing in. Yeah. It looks like they know what their market they want to reach is at this point. Yeah. Uh, very exciting news. Love, Death, and Robots Season 2 came out with a trailer uh, in a release date of May 14th, very soon. Nice. Uh, less than three weeks or so. Much different trailer than season one had. A lot more toned down and uh, peaceful, I would say. Okay. Uh, but still very exciting. All right. So season one was a blast and you'd like binge it. and It was basically like a movie worth of content. They're just a bunch of anthology episodes, short films whatever animated cuts of random shit with involving those three things mm-hmm. really fun stuff yeah uh and apparently season three is already set for a 2022 release so they must be doing wow. all that shit together and they're just gonna separate them yeah all right uh ted lasso is getting a season two on apple tv plus coming out july 23rd cool. we have not watched season one nope i'm waiting for 
Mythic Quest Season 2 to come out. And then I'm going to try to get a trial. Get a trial and binge. And we're going to binge the shit yeah, out of Yeah, I'm going to have to take a week off work. There's a bunch of stuff I want to watch on <laughs> Apple. Yeah. There's a couple movies. That Cherry is on there, I believe. Yes. Yeah, I want to watch uh, An older thing, but the Tom Hanks, uh, the Greyhound, or whatever the fuck it was called. The, like, war movie about the battleship. Yeah. yeah. You sunk my battleship. <laughs> <laughs> the Simpsons reference. Yeah. I mean, well, you probably get it, but others oh, may not. Fair enough. <laughs> I want them to be able to sleep tonight. Oh, okay. Not understanding why you would say that. Yeah, like wake up their spouse. Honey, honey, I just. I need to understand why he said that. <laughs> All right. Uh, really big announcement for Marvel. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we just talked about some of the Falcon Winter Soldier. You know, the show's finally over. Mm -hmm. And, of course, with that, at the end, of course, this was a marketing timing, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. Captain America 4 has been announced. So, we are getting another installment. Very exciting. Obviously, it's going to be tied to the events of Falcon Winter Soldier, which are all heavily tied to Captain America. So, it all makes sense that we would get an announcement after the fact. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Uh, Head writer Malcolm Spellman of... Falcon and the Winter Soldier, uh, is going to co-write it with Falcon staff writer Dallin Masson. Okay. Wh- what do you think that means? Falcon staff writer. Does each character have, like, a crew of writers that, like, dedicate themselves to just making that character's existence in the movies? Uh... That's how I take that. You think they're like researchers on like the comics of the characters and stuff? I think what in- implement into the show or like I, I'm just maybe I'm looking too far into this. Personally, I feel like it was the writer's choice to abbreviate and not not just say the whole title of the show again. Oh, okay, but that, be, that makes a lot it'd be more cool sense. Cool if it was what you were saying. <laughs> I did the whole like conspiracy theory there. That would be pretty cool. Okay. But I have a feeling it was the writer of this article not wanting to say the whole title of the show again. Okay. He's like, I don't get paid enough for this shit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have enough. I need to... Eventually it's just F. Yeah. <laughs> with F staff writer. I don't have time for four more words. What the fuck is this? Yeah. Uh, I get it. I've been abbreviating <laughs> FWS when I do yeah, notes on this Yeah, that's what shit. we do. Yeah. But, yeah. All right. Well, that, that really put a... Sorry. <laughs> a pin in my my thoughts on that. I was thinking it was like they researched like the comics and, and everything that they would implement into the character for the movies and the MCU. Which would be a cool thing to do if that was your job, right? Yeah. I guess would. that's basically what Feige does, right? That would he's be like, a really cool he's job. He's like basically an encyclopedia for Marvel. Yeah. Alright. Well. Yeah. Uh I'm excited. Yeah, definitely. Especially after the events of Falcon. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Yada, yada, yada. Uh-huh. <laughs> End title. Yeah. All right. Well, don't really want to get too far into that because I don't want to do any spoilers of the series. Yes. Leading into that, but very exciting news. Yes. Uh, also some exciting news, which I think was either a big fuck up or completely planned. But Russell Crowe has apparently confirmed his role in Thor 4. Love and Thunder, of course. Yes. 
Uh, he said talking to Joy Breakfast with the Murphys, which is a podcast, I think, in Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, he said, I'm going to get on my bicycle. I'm going to ride up to Disney Fox Studios and around about 9.15, I shall be Zeus. Yeah. Just offhandedly. Offhandedly. No one even yeah. asked about his role or rumored role. It, in they weren't Thor. even talking about it. He yeah. just happened to. He was like, It oh, was yeah, basically him leaving. He's like, yeah. All right, I'm going to go. And I'm going to go get some groceries and then I'm going to go. Oh, here's my role in the next movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so at, it could either be he completely brain fart fucked up mm-hmm. or they never asked. And so he had to find a way to push it in there. Because that's what he was supposed to do for Marvel's PR of, right. of promoting shit. Yeah, that's true. I'm just full of conspiracy theories now. Yeah, there's every single story is going to have a conspiracy theory behind mm-hmm. it. <laughs> yeah. We should just make like a whole show about just the conspiracy theories that we made up. Yeah. All right. So here's my question. Is he literally going to be playing a character of Zeus? Or are we looking at this is going to be another... Asgardian play character where he will portray Zeus much like we saw we saw Matt Damon and we saw uh, Sam Neill well here's my question does Zeus exist in the Marvel as far as we know he doesn't (laughs) but it doesn't mean that they couldn't be telling like a story that like we've never seen in a movie yeah, that's he, like you know, they're doing a play of yeah of a Greek mythology historical event that we don't as viewers know about right and then maybe that will tie into the actual plot coming forward. Okay. I guess that's possible. Yeah, that that would make more sense. Because I feel like I just... I, I have a suspicion he's not a big role. It's more of a cameo, it yeah. feels like. Especially if he is that casual to mm-hmm. throw that out there. It makes him think it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. Or is it a Marvel conspiracy? Probably that. All right. Uh, moving in some more news. Uh... Sony apparently has made another deal beyond the Netflix deal where Disney is going to be able to stream Sony films, specifically Spider-Man, on Disney Plus after their theatrical releases between 2022 and 2026. Nice. This will also include uh, FX and ABC content or channel the channels for FX and ABC to stream this stuff as well. Okay. Um, however, it has to be after Netflix has their whatever span of time that they release the stuff on their service. Okay. So we're looking at a probably a good couple years before you're actually seeing it on these services. Right, right. The interesting thing is like this will include things like Venom. This will include things like Morbius. Yes. Not just Spider-Man. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, other things that are not MCU as well. But, right. I mean, does that mean... Those will be at some point considered canon, or will they put them in like a category like X Men and Fantastic Four, where they're just alternate MCU or alternate Marvel stories, but not the MCU? I guess it just depends yeah. what they're going to do with Spider Man No Way Home at this point, right? Yeah, definitely. It's very interesting. They they could completely tie that all together, or they could just be getting it for the label of having more Marvel shit. Yeah. Uh, and apparently Hulu will gain access to some of this content as early as this June, which is very surprising. That's very soon. Yes. So it makes me think it's um, obviously going to be stuff that's not family friendly. 
it's going to be more of the R-rated type stuff. Maybe stuff that Hulu either is like, yeah, we don't really care about it, or I don't know. It, yeah. just Something like that. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they're already older films at this point, so it's not relevant. Maybe, yeah. All right. Uh, well, we've got a couple of Secret Invasion casting rumors to discuss here. Uh, the Hollywood Reporter actually said that Olivia Coleman is in talks to join that property in an unknown role. So, uh, this has me wondering, who do you think she would be playing? Is it possible she'd be playing, like, a version of Talos's wife? Like, older? I guess it really depends where Secret Invasion lands on the timeline. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, because, like, she... I mean, she just played... I mean, she obviously... She was in The Father, I think, and then she's also played the Queen of England. <laughs> so, like, she's got... In the crown, yeah. Yeah, so she's got some serious acting chops, mm-hmm. so they're not... This is not going to be a minor character, I would imagine. Yeah, but they also have gotten big roles that are very minimal characters. That's fair. Right? Yeah. I mean, Anthony Hopkins is not that big of a character in the MCU. That's true. Yeah, maybe she just wants some of that Marvel money. <laughs> yeah, is that a type of money now? I mean, it can be. Yeah. Um, it's, it's replaced the Monopoly money. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, well, because we did, the last we saw was Talos, we saw Talos and Soren. We saw them both in Far From Home. Yes. Which took place in 2024, right? Yes. So, she was young in that look. She looked young in that as still. Yeah, this would have to be quite a bit further So, this would have to be a lot in the future. So, maybe it's not really her. Yeah. Maybe it could just be another scroll that's an older character. Could be, yeah. I I just, I'm I'm leaning towards scroll because that's literally what this shit's about. Yeah. Yeah. So. I don't know enough about that story in the comics and all that stuff. So, I don't really have a lot of source material to run, Mm. run with with that. But. I'm assuming it's going to be something fucking cool. Because she's pretty badass. Yeah, maybe, maybe she's just going to be the Queen of England. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, maybe. Maybe they're just doing like a crossover with the crown. Yeah. The the scrolls are trying to take over. Yeah. The UK. The, the UK. Yeah. Just. They're like, you know, the US thing isn't it's working like, out. It's like. There's 20... too many superheroes around here. Let's go to another country. It's like 2040 and she's still the queen. She's like, you get the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give you some of that Marvel money. <laughs> All right. Additionally, Variety reported that Emily, Amelia Clark is in final negotiations to join the series. So that's fucking cool. Yeah, I, I think it's pretty obvious in my mind, mm-hmm. and obviously I have no proof of this. Yeah. But I would assume she's playing Queen Veronki, which is going to be a big player if they are following anything remotely close to the comics. Yeah. Which we know they don't usually do, but uh, you're going to have to, I think, with this storyline. Yeah, definitely. It's literally called Secret Invasion. So mm-hmm. I feel like Captain Marvel kind of set up what we believe is going to be that character coming to the forefront. Right. I don't know if did they ever technically say her name, the daughter, Talos' daughter in Mar- Captain Marvel? I don't think so. It was probably intentional. Probably. Uh, but I suspected that was going to end up being her mm-hmm. from that movie. And then I think this is kind of just, in my mind, cementing it. Because it would fall in line, right? This would be about 30 years later. She would be an adult. That's fair. Amelia Clark would be 
roughly that age. Yeah. That's a good point. Not that age really matters for Hollywood, but... Right. But she looks like she can play the age of whatever the character would be. Uh, Yeah. And we know she's got, uh, you know, experience playing a... A queen? Queen leader. (laughs) Yes. Who's there to to take over Mm -hmm. many regions of foreign people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that would be very fitting. So I would be very shocked if she is not playing that character. Yeah. Okay. But also, like, what does that say about Talos then? Is he? How do you think this is going to play out if they do introduce that character as his daughter? Do you think he's going to still be on the side of good with Nick Fury? Probably. Do you think it's going to be kind of like a, a torn family because of the impact of what Captain Marvel's plot did to, yeah, I, to the race of scrolls? Yeah, I think that makes the most sense. Because it was kind of a big change when they they did that movie, and they, the scrolls were like refugees versus the antagonist, like the yes. comics usually has yes. them portrayed. Yes. Um, so this is kind of an interesting way of, well, that was more of a prequel, and this is the outcome of them being treated like the way they were by the Kree, and now yeah. this is them getting their, you know, revenge and and becoming this powerhouse of yeah. a threat. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely a... Uh... If I remember, too, didn't Captain Marvel have a scroll character? Like like a random scroll that like she was chasing down like a group of them? And then one was not accounted for by the end of the film? Uh, that sounds right. But it's been too long, so okay. I don't know for okay. sure. I, I wouldn't bet money on it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I feel like that was a thing. But yeah. Who knows? I mean, I, I guess anybody who... Anybody who's watched it more recently yeah. than we have. <laughs> All right. Anyways, I don't even know when that series is coming out. I don't. It's probably at least a year plus, right? Or yeah. probably twenty twenty three. I would even imagine. Yeah, that that seems like a fair guess. So we'll uh, look forward to that when it comes out. All right. Uh, WB has apparently decided to make four Mortal Kombat films beyond. This new one, if the movie does well. Okay. So this is a... So not only a trilogy, but five fucking movies. Yes. Is what they expect to do if this does well. Yes. That's impressive. Yeah, yeah, it's very impressive. (laughs) Joe Taslam, who plays Sub-Zero, has said that he's signed on for four more entries in the series, assuming it continues. Okay. Uh, He was speaking to Variety when when he said this, so... That's a... not, not to get too spoiler of my opinion of that movie, because we're going to talk about it later, but mm-hmm. hopefully. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Yeah. You're over here like, you son of a bitch, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was already in before I heard the news. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I got another little announcement of good news for you. Uh, Netflix announced that The Witcher, Sex Education, You, and Money Heist are returning in the second half of 2021. What um, the fuck? Yeah. How do they know that I'll be returning? Yeah. I mean, they're pretty cocky to think I'm going to keep the service. Yeah. In the second half of the year. Well, they know you will because The Witcher is coming back. Okay. So. Valid point. (laughs) Valid point. So anybody who is waiting for second seasons or additional seasons of those properties, they will all start again. Whatever their next season is, is somewhere in the second half of this year. We already heard that that The Witcher is going to be Q4. 
but I haven't heard anything on the rest of these, so mm-hmm. now there's I would a imagine timeline. it's going to be November, December. Yeah, much like the first season, they're going to try and get that holiday audience. Yes, that sounds about right. All right. Apparently, HBO's Parasite series is going to be based on a new story set in the same universe, rather than a retelling of the movie story itself. So okay. Adam Adam McKay, who I believe is uh, a part of producing the series, told the Happy Sad Confused podcast yeah. that it's it's not it's not the same story; it's a different story within the same universe of that movie. Interesting. Okay. Now my question is: Is this is, is presuming it's going to be Americanized, right? Probably. No, I'm just not. Which would my... make which would make it like this is why it's okay because it's like. It's the theme of what Parasite stands for. Yeah. In a different location with different people, you know. You could go to different countries. You could could all go over the world with this, right? It doesn't have to be strictly based out of the original source material. Yes, that's... Uh, And apparently it's going to be six episodes. So pretty short. Yeah. It's going to have to compete with Falcon Winter Soldier. Yeah. For attention span. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Uh, last and definitely least. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. I'm telling you. Yeah. Uh, Vin Diesel is going to star in a Rock'em Sock'em Robots film. Ugh. The story will follow a father who forms a bond with a fighting robot alongside his son. This is literally, word for word, the plot of Real Steel, starring Hugh Jackman uh-huh. and some kid. Some kid. And a bumblebee-like boxing robot. Yeah. So, I don't know why they're doing this. This seems unnecessary. I mean, that movie was always joked about to be a Rock'em Sock'em Robots movie, but it wasn't, like, officially. Yeah. But obviously the concept was. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this seems completely unnecessary. Like, I could see maybe doing a sequel to that series, that franchise. It would make more sense. I guess because it's just brand name. But, like, was anybody waiting for this? Question. Uh, is this one of those, uh, Mattel movies? You know how they're doing, like, the Barbie movie? Is Rock'em Sock'em Robots Mattel? Uh, That's a good question. I actually don't know. I'm gonna find out. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I just, I mean, I could see why Vin Diesel's doing it. It's gonna be an easy paycheck. My only question is... Are they going to be able to find an actor that portrays a robot better than him? <laughs> I mean... He is going to be one of the robots, right? He he is the robot. I would imagine. So they need to cast the father and the son. Yeah. <laughs> uh, confirmed. It is a Mattel game. Mattel? Okay. Yeah. Do you think they're going to have a, uh, like a mashup where Barbie ends up dating one of the robots? She leaves the robot for, or she leaves, she leaves Ken, Ken for, for the, robot, the robots, yeah. And then Ken becomes a robot, yeah. So he can win her back, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this doesn't sound good or necessary. In yeah, any way. I'm not interested in this at yeah. all. This sounds really stupid, but it definitely sounds like a Vin Diesel level thing. Yeah, yeah, it does. <laughs> and I know I sound like I have a lot of hate for him. I don't. It just. It's just he's got a certain. He's got a certain level of tier yeah. for his movies. Yes. And that said, I watch all of Fast and Furious. Yeah. But I definitely don't watch it for him. Yeah. I watch it for the, or the acting. 
I watch for the ridiculous <laughs> bullshit scenarios they are put in. Yeah. I really hope that series goes to a, like a time traveling scenario where they like go back into like prehistoric time. Like that's my goal. That's the only way you can top what you've done so far. Yeah, they like jump, uh, they like drive up onto the back of like a ramp of a truck thing and then somehow like jump off of it into a T-Rex's mouth. I mean, I don't know why they would do that, but <laughs> I guess. It oh, be- no, okay, here, I, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to play off of that. Okay. Okay. So they ramp off, the T-Rex bites down and the car's mm-hmm. just gone. It's yeah. in the mouth. Yeah. And you see this sudden pause and the audience is like, oh no. <laughs> you know, hella, hella concerned. Yeah. You know? And then, boosh, you just see the car just launch out of the T-Rex's mouth, just busting out all the teeth on one side. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> and then, that's that. Yeah. The car keeps going. Yeah. Because it runs on the Energizer battery. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, uh... Yeah, there's the plot for you. Okay, well, I'll look out for it. Thanks. <laughs> All right, should we get? In, let's get into what we watched this week. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's about time. Yeah. That could be like a, a line that he has in the yeah. movie. Yeah. Someone's like, "We gotta go back to the past to stop this eco terror ter- car terrorist in the future." And then Vin Diesel pulls off his robot glasses and he goes, it's about time. (laughs) Yeah. And then someone's like, yeah, yeah, we literally have to time travel. We said that. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. Keep up with us. Can you get in the fucking car? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. All right. Moving on. Here's how our rating system works. If we hated something, we'll burn it. If it was just okay or we're neutral, we're going to test it. And if it was pretty good, we're going to slice it. If we absolutely love the shit out of it, we're going to dissect it. And if all of us dissect it, we're DTF. Nice. Is it like... I'm pretty sure it's illegal for me to not say nice after. It probably is. Yeah. Legally speaking. (laughs) Okay. Uh, First up, we checked out the MODOK TV series Trailer 2. The trailer actually has more content than the first one. It was kind of more of a teaser. Yeah. Um, basically the concept looks like Modoc is a villain by day and dysfunctional dad slash attempted family man by night. Um, living his like a normal-ish life in his like house in the suburbs or whatever. Yeah. And then doing his Modoc stuff the other time. Yeah, it's his full-time job. Yeah, yeah. So I thought this trailer was... Really funny. It definitely got me more interested. The first one, I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. Mm-hmm. But this one had a lot of silly, ridiculous humor. And just, it's what you would expect from Patton Oswalt and uh, that kind of generic concept of a show. It's mm-hmm. uh, like, it's a kind of claymation y, right? Is yeah. That what it, you call it? it was, it felt very robot chicken. It does. Uh, yeah. Not just visually, just like. The humor, okay. the the style overall just really felt like that Cartoon Network show. Yeah, I agree with you a little bit, but also I didn't like Robot Chicken a lot. So if it's like Robot Chicken, <laughs> I probably won't like it. But it seems funnier to, than Robot Chicken to me. Okay. Yeah. 
I was really surprised that they had um, cameos from, like, we saw Iron Man. We mm-hmm. saw, I want to say Nick Fury was in there. Yeah. Uh, there were, uh, Wonder Man, I think, was Wonder there. Wonder Man was there, yes. Um, which is a character, like, he's in, like, cartoons and stuff and comic mm-hmm. stuff. He's one of the, like, I think he was one of the original Avenger concept characters. Yeah, he's, like. Probably never going to see him in an MCU c- capacity, but. Yeah. So, yeah, we saw a variety of characters, and I was kind of surprised. To be honest, I didn't even think about that. I was just yeah. expecting it just to be solely about him. Yeah. You know, AIM, obviously. Yeah. Um, I I was kind of the opposite of you. I really was not finding this hilarious. I I giggled a little bit at the, the joke at the end where he's pissed about something, and then he shoots his, like, laser <laughs> beam. Oh, And he I'm cuts sorry. off, or he throws something, or whatever. Whatever he does. He lasers something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he lasers, and then it, like, happens to, like, cut, cut the off the arm. arm of one of the AIM employees who's getting coffee. Yeah. And the guy's like, I'm sorry, I thought the coffee was for everyone. <laughs> yeah, I thought, I love that. Like, that, that was, was so funny. I enjoyed that one. Yeah. But, like, overall, I was just like, okay. That's, yeah. I think maybe my bigger concern is that because we're getting this goofy, hyperbolic comedy mm-hmm. concept of this character mm-hmm. that you can't take seriously, mm-hmm. means we're not getting Modoc in the MCU. Which is very sad for me to think is a thing. Because I would love to see Modok play out in the MCU. Because I think that would be a really fun character to do. Yeah. It would be like taking Ultron and like doing it right. Yeah. Well, I can... I don't necessarily think it means that we won't get to see him in the MCU, personally. I mean, I think... I I know we could still see him, but yeah. I think that it's less likely. Okay. Especially since this is a Hulu show. It's not... A Disney Plus show, right? Yes. It's completely cut ties from being a part of the MCU in that aspect, right? Because it's, yes. it's not. Yes. So that has me concerned in yeah. that aspect. But I mean, the show, obviously, I'm going to check it out. Uh, hopefully, it's more enjoyable and humorous than what I felt I saw in the trailer. Okay. But yeah, I'm sure I'll at least watch half of it. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I you don't want like, to commit too much? Yeah, I mean... You'll check it out. Yes. Yeah. So with that, I, I mean, if we're rating trailers, I'm going to have to say it was probably a test it for me. Okay. Uh, for me, it's definitely, at the very least, a slice it because it actually got me more interested in the show. Okay. I was curious about the show after the first teaser, but not like... I, did, I forgot all about it. Mm. And then well, I exactly saw, how I was. Yeah, and then I saw this one, and now I'm like, okay, yeah, I want to watch this. Yeah, I mean, like, you were like, did you watch the new Modoc trailer? And I was like, there's a new trailer? <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, are you sure you're not just thinking of the one that already came out? And they just, like, maybe you yeah. just stumbled across like, it? No, it's definitely new. <laughs> yeah, so I, I'm going to say it's Slice It. It's obviously... I wasn't, like, rolling on the ground laughing or anything. Uh, so. I saw you rolling on the ground yeah, laughing. Yeah, did you? Okay. I took pictures, so. Mm, okay. If you don't want them to see the light of day, meet my demands. Yeah. Uh, do blackmail. <laughs> All right. Moving on to another Marvel trailer. Well, they call it a teaser, I think, but this was yeah. essentially a trailer. Mm-hmm. It was 
very, was fairly long for a quote-unquote Very twist. considered Teaser. trailer in my book, at yeah. least. Uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings got a trailer one mm-hmm. or teaser, teaser one, whatever you want to call it. But whatever, yeah. it's not a teaser. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so how are you feeling about this one? Um, okay, so first off, I don't know anything about this character. Uh, I am in the same boat. So I didn't know that he was known to be the son of the Mandarin. Okay, well, then I so lied. I just fucking lied to your yeah, face. Yeah, because he I know that. one thing about <laughs> Shang-Chi. Uh, I know that he is not the son of the Mandarin, as yeah. far as I am aware. Right. But that's basing it off of just seeing him in like little things like animated Marvel shows where he's like, in an episode or two. You yeah. Know? And you get like a brief concept of the character. Yeah. But he's not fleshed out like right. other characters. So because I was like, what? That's crazy. I looked it up. Apparently, according to like Marvel Wiki, whatever, he's supposed to be actually the son of Fu Manchu, who is a character in the comics mm-hmm. that's not the Mandarin. Yeah. So this is taking a little bit of a different route. But either way, it seems interesting. Um. And there could be some kind of bullshit, like, subplot where we find out, like, oh, the Mandarin kidnapped him when he was a baby. Yes, exactly. And he really is the son of Fu Manchu. You know, we, yeah. we'll maybe get something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But the tease of this trailer is that he is the son of the Mandarin. Mm-hmm. And it was like, what I understood was, I trained you in the dark arts of evil people. For yeah. Your whole childhood. Yeah. And then I was like, all right, go ahead and take 10 years to get whatever the fuck you want to get out of your system on yeah. your own. Yeah. Travel in the world. And then come back and be evil with me. Yes. That's what it's I got. Time to come be evil. Yeah. yeah. Is that what they say? <laughs> no. But oh, that's what it... Okay. Essentially, yes. Okay. <laughs> he said it's time to come take your place at my side or mm-hmm. something. Yeah. yeah. Basically, just come be evil with me. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm very interested in this. I yeah. don't, you know, other than that one, not thinking that he was related to the Mandarin, I was, I have no clue about this character. Yeah. Um, if that's what I believe it is, there was a moment in the trailer where, I, I don't know if it was him or somebody else, but somebody had like these bracelets going up their uh-huh. forearm that were like, you know, lit up and very, uh-huh. you know, power, whatever uh-huh. looking. Okay. Are those the rings? That's what I, yeah, that's, that's what, as you're describing it, it sounds like the rings like, to that, me. To me, I was like, is this what they're, you know, is it their portrayal of the rings, the ten rings? Are they just going to yeah. be like going up the arms? Because that's pretty clever because it's... It's much more reasonable. More logical rather yeah. than somebody's it's like... It's very cumbersome to Look have at a all ring. my fucking bling on my fingers. Yeah. It's not fucking Tom Brady. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Or Thanos. Yeah, or Thanos. What happened if Tom Had Brady... Had those stones been put in rings? In rings, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, this trailer was definitely interesting. I forgot that Aquafina was going to be in this, too. Uh, I didn't forget, but I didn't really think about it. Yeah. So maybe that's forgetting. Yeah. <laughs> no, I actually no, I, I'm very excited. I, yeah. I, um, I watched that show on HBO. I can't remember the name of it. but Nora from Queens. Nora from Queens. Yeah. yeah. Uh, apparently you watched me watch it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't watch the show, but I know you liked, liked it enough. I really enjoyed it. that show. Like, yeah. I think she did a great job. You know, I, I've liked her in the Jumanji movie she was in. Mm-hmm. and um, I know she's been in other things, but I can't think of other stuff I've watched her in. But mm-hmm. where I see her, I enjoy her. So yeah. I'm looking forward to her. I, I'm sure she's going to be the comedic relief. The comedic side, yeah. like, friend, person. Yeah. Um. 
My big surprise is just in general that the Mandarin is going to be a prime character in this because, yeah. you know, we had the Iron Man 3 whole debacle of the Mandarin and then it was like it was... this British actor who was yeah. like fucking oblivious to the, who the Mandarin was. Yeah. And he was just like, oh, I was just playing a role for a gig. Yeah. And, um, you know, we had that short... I assume it's considered canon. There's a short that was based on another DVD release or mm-hmm. Blu-ray release of a different movie where the Mandarin was a reference to be real. Yes. You know, other than this fake character that we got in yeah. Iron Man 3. Yeah. So I'm really curious if they're going to tie into the plot of Iron Man 3's having that fake Mandarin. Yeah. That'd Some kind cool. of reference to like acknowledging that he is a real thing and that that was some kind of i don't know just tying it all together i guess because knowing that this character does exist in my head i'm like well then why the fuck didn't he like show up or or have somebody fuck up the fake mandarin the fake mandarin for taking his name and doing shit that was not him and the only thing i can think of is if he was like well he's not hurting anything he's not hurting my image he's trying to fuck with people well he's he's making me look pretty cool yeah and tough (laughs) yeah he's terrorizing people i guess it gives him a a different face so yeah people won't look for him that's true when he's committing crimes he's looking they're looking for ben kingsley instead yeah exactly so uh, this teaser trailer, or whatever you want to call it, did get me more interested in the movie. Mm-hmm. So I would say it's also a slice it, even though it was a bit smaller of a slice than the Modoc trailer because it wasn't as long. Okay. <laughs> so your rating is based off how long the trailer uh, it's is. Just a, I don't know. Okay. It seemed like a good okay. idea at the time. Okay. I'm also going to slice it. Okay. Uh, not because I'm not hyped for it. I just don't know it, like a whole lot about the character. It's one of those things where like I was going to watch this no matter what. It's just now I have context behind the character. Yes. And I'm sure I'll enjoy it a lot more when mm-hmm. I see it. Yes. But up till now, because I don't know much, I have nothing to really get hyped about. Yeah. Versus just the idea that we're actually going to see a fucking Marvel movie in theaters. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, I'm assuming this is going to be theaters and not Disney Plus. It's uh, September, right? Yes. I would definitely imagine by this by that yeah. point. I mean, Black Widow, we're getting on Disney Plus. I'll pay for it there because yeah, it's a lot easier than going to theater right now. Yeah. I think theaters will technically be open for us, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. All right. All right. Well, that's it for our trailers. Yes. It was apparently all consumed by Marvel. Yeah. So, DC, maybe, I don't know, get your shit together and yeah. throw something out there for us. <laughs> Gave us the Snyder Cut, and then they're like, yeah, we'll see you next year. <laughs> uh, we did check out one of the shows we said was coming out, uh, Sasquatch, which is the Hulu original docuseries that came out on April 20th, which in retrospect uh give some clues that I did not pick up on originally. Yeah, yeah. Prior to watching it. So this is a docuseries that is supposed to be about uh Sasquatch and or Bigfoot, but it turns it hooks you with the whole Bigfoot killed these three guys story and then turns into a story about something completely different. Yeah. So the guy who's telling the whole story is basically saying I was there when a guy came in and said, in a panicky... Bigfoot killed these guys. 
yeah. <laughs> yeah. Being all panicky. Bigfoot yeah. killed three men yeah. in our weed farm. Yeah. Uh, and that's the basic premise is this guy, what, like decades later? Yeah, like it was 20, like 30, 30, some, years, 30 something years later. It was like the nine, 90s, right? It happened? Yes. It was like 93 or something it happened. So yeah, yes, so like yeah. almost 30 years. Yeah. And he, he's now decided that he wants to investigate investigate it and yeah. find out the truth if if Bigfoot truly did murder these murder guys. Murder these guys. Yeah. Uh, right off the bat, this reminded me of that, I don't remember the name of it, the Amazon series I started watching blindly not knowing what the fuck it was. And it was uh, like, yeah, the premise was about goblin Mountain goblins that yeah. were terrorizing a, <laughs> yeah. uh, like a Virginia area or something, and then it ended up just being some bullshit conspiracy theory about uh, about the government hiding UFOs and. Uh, was it Hellier? Is that what? You yeah, watched? that's what it was. Yeah. yeah, that's what it was called. Kentucky Goblins documentary. Kentucky. Series. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it, it sounded like a cool premise, but I also thought it was like not supposed to be based on real. I didn't know it was supposed to be a documentary. I thought it was like literally a TV show, like The X Files. Yeah, yeah. like this sounds fucking cool. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, so <laughs> this reminded me a lot about that. Yeah, um, this was three episodes. They were about an hour each, yeah. a little bit less. Could have been way shorter. Yeah, so. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I'm just gonna throw out this right now and say this is a burn it for me. Oh yeah. It was a huge fucking waste of time. Yes. Uh you know what it also reminded me of? These BuzzFeed fucking articles where they're like <laughs> the headline is, you know, such and such, and you'll never guess what happened next. Yeah. And then that's the fucking twenty pages of clicking yeah. to get to the fucking answer yeah. of the hook in the headline. Yes. That's what this fucking documentary yeah. is. It's a yeah. BuzzFeed for three hours. Yeah. And it's fucking stupid. Yeah. So, anybody who wants to know what the fucking real fucking situation is, watch the first ten minutes of this fucking documentary mm-hmm. to get the story of what happened with Bigfoot supposedly killing three guys. Yeah. Told from, you know, the intro. And then jump to the last 15 minutes of the fucking episode, or the third episode, Mm -hmm. and get the full resolution. Because, really, the two and a half hours in between is filler. It's fucking filler. It's not good. It's... God. I was falling asleep, I think, during episode two. And I was like, I don't even want to wake her. Because I... (laughs) I would have been mad if you were trying to wake me up. And I do fall asleep fairly easily. However, mm-hmm. yeah. usually for things like crime or mystery related, like yeah. I'm interested. Mm-hmm. Like, well, here's the problem with this one. It, I went into it knowing that it was supposed to be like, oh, we're gonna solve whether Bigfoot murdered three guys. Yes, I'm going into this knowing. We're not getting an answer that Bigfoot did this. Of course, but I'm hoping I'm getting a fucking far fetched ridiculous story yeah with input from supposed experts yeah telling me why bigfoot supposedly did it yeah and i wanted to enjoy that aspect yes. of it so, okay but what i got was a bunch of bullshit 
giving that hype in the first episode. Mm-hmm. You know, the first episode was very traditional, what you would expect. You know, like yeah. Bigfoot hunters or whatever the fuck. Where yeah. they had like Sasquatchers or whatever the fuck they're called. Squatchers? Squatchers. Yeah. <laughs> and they're just basically people who are like really obsessed with the idea that Bigfoot is real. Mm-hmm. Not to say he is or isn't. I have no fucking clue. Yeah. But. Or she. Or she. I'm being, you know, sexist right now. Sorry. Uh, And, you know, they kind of interviewed some of those people. And it was interesting. There was a fucking moment where there was, like, these two... uh, There was this gay couple that were, like, both really into this stuff. Yeah. They both claim that at, like, a small age they were both witnessing a Bigfoot, Sasquatch, whatever, uh, in the middle of the night. And... One of them referenced how the other one was like, oh, well, you believe that he can teleport. Yeah. And then the other one just got fucking pissed. Yeah. He's like, no, I he was don't. Like, and he was like going to explain it, but then he got then cut off. And they cut away. Yeah. And they and... never go back to it. Like, I want to know this guy's rebuttal to this stupid yeah. bullshit. I want to know why he thought that, not so that he thought he could teleport, but why he thought that he couldn't teleport and why the other guy thought he could. Like, yeah. I, I want to know the hear justification. those ridiculous things. Exactly. That would have been more fun than what we got. Yes. Really, in the end, it would just, you know, like, it ended up just being, like, a story about, like, oh, well, it's a weed farm. They're all basically criminals. Yeah. And uh, they did a lot of criminal shit. Yes. And then they focus on this whole other person who yeah. has nothing to do with it. And then later they're like, oh, yeah, no, this isn't the guy. Yeah. He's not a part of this. Yeah. And it just, so what was the point of leading us on for another hour about this guy who has nothing to do with it? Yeah. One of the things that bothered me the most about it is there's a lot of little, like, scenes that are animated in this, mm-hmm. recreating something that happened in the in the storyteller's memory. Yeah. yeah, And in those scenes, just from the cartoon, I could tell that's a tweaker, like, immediately. But the guy who's telling the story was like, yeah, I didn't know they were tweakers at the time. Until later, I thought about it, and I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, oh, yeah, he was high on math. Yeah. Oh, so maybe once you realize that, at this point, maybe stop your fucking investigation. Yeah. Because otherwise, it's solely just because you're gimmicking some bullshit for Hulu to put on their platform. Yeah. For money. Yeah. So, I don't know, that kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Like, you, as a quote-unquote investigative journalist, didn't know what a tweaker looked like? Come on. Whatever. Well, I mean, the whole idea was he... He wasn't he a journalist was working at the time. There. He was like a new employee. He was a new employee. And it got far-fetched into yeah. like... It, it didn't know what it wanted to be. Part of it was like a true crime about some murders of employees yeah. that were other than these three guys. Yes. And then other parts were it was about how the government was like cracking down on, on marijuana specifically in the 90s yeah. and making it its like go to war mm-hmm. act and how it was, and there was a attacking whole... small local business yeah, owners. Yeah, it was like, oh, were... all the, the go to go to return to the landers or whatever, like the mm-hmm. hippies and stuff went up to Mendocino and those areas to start to like go back to the land as it were. Yeah. But then they're like, wait, there's no economy up here. The only thing we can do is grow pot to make money. Yeah. I guess what I don't understand is why did they even have the Bigfoot aspect Unless they just thought they were being really creative in storytelling. This literally came out on 420. Yeah. You could have just marketed the whole thing as a documentary about 
pot growing. Marijuana murder. The, yeah. <laughs> the marijuana market. Yeah. Uh, in Northern California. Yeah. And the pros and cons of what's happened in that. Exactly. Decade of the 90s. It it just felt like it was an excuse to get people drawn in by something about Bigfoot. And yeah. then it had nothing to do with it. If Bigfoot was the name of the marijuana, that would have made way that more sense. That would have made more sense too, yeah. It's just, it was a lot of, it was a bait and switch, in it my opinion. It was a huge bait and switch, and that's yeah. why it fucking pissed me off. Yeah. If you're looking for something fascinating about marijuana, then fucking go watch this. But yeah. the Bigfoot thing is so played out, and it's completely irrelevant to yeah, what this documentary is. Yeah, it's not even is. like... I feel like there's probably many different documentary things out there already mm-hmm. about Bigfoot, Sasquatch, whatever. Yeah. That are better than this. So. And I'm not going to go watch them. Yeah, but, I'm uh, not either. <laughs> now this has ruined me. I mean, I mainly watched it for the podcast. Yeah. But yeah. knowing that it was a huge waste of time pisses me off even more. Yeah, exactly. Because at least I was like, oh, well, let's see what they have to say yeah, about Yeah, maybe it'll be interesting. Yeah. yeah. Truthful, no. Interesting, no. maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but it ended up being neither. Yeah. So, yeah, huge burn it for me. Yep. Same. It's also a burn it for me. I do not recommend it. That's unfortunate. So, yeah. Unless you're just looking for something to hate, then yeah. Yeah. Okay, (laughs) I guess. All right, and the big event for this week was the Mortal Kombat movie. Came out to HBO Max and theaters April 23rd in the U.S. And uh, actually, internationally, everybody got to watch it before us on April 8th, so that's fucking rude. But cool for them, I guess. And, uh, obviously, this is based on the game series, so I don't know that it needs a whole lot of introduction. Yeah. But, uh... That's true. Yeah. Let's... So, let's get into it. I was really looking forward to this movie. Uh, I know a lot of people were having reservations about this because the last two, granted, they were in the 90s, but did Mm -hmm. not do very well. Yeah. But this reboot looked like it was really promising. The trailers got me hyped up. Mm-hmm. Well, we saw a good amount of characters, and, and it felt like they gave this really interesting take on it. And I don't feel like it disappointed, really, at all. I think I I would say I really enjoyed what we got. It was a bit different. I feel like um, the whole idea of them having these tattoos, mm-hmm. which is like the premise was like, basically, you were chosen by... The universe gods, or whoever, the universe gods yeah. of of Mortal Kombat that yeah. you would be a part of the tournament, and so that's what the turn the the tattoos were about. I think that was an interesting spin on it. Yeah, um, they found a really interesting way of incorporating the characters having these like superpowers and stuff like that in mm-hmm. a way that isn't necessarily grounded, but like it works in explaining how they're able to do these energy blasts and shit like that. That you didn't really see in the other movies. Yeah. So, that was pretty cool. Yeah, I think it was definitely interesting to watch this. Especially after I had never seen the first two. And we had recently watched them to prepare for this. Mm -hmm. So, it was very impressive to see what they've done with modern technology and CGI and all of that. I thought Mm -hmm. it was I will say, though, I do feel like practical could have been better in some aspects. Like... I think even in the trailer, you can kind of see it. Goro in the trailer is completely CGI. Yeah. And, I mean, he was in this whole thing, too. But I think I probably would have enjoyed to see what they could do with practical effects on that character, at least for some of it. Yeah. Because it was obviously kind of telling that it was CGI. Yeah. It didn't look bad, but it 
would have been nice to see them do practical a little bit more. Right. Um, otherwise, this, you know, it, it's got its R rating. It's full of violence. Uh, we got so many fatalities. Oh, yeah. Uh, I was really surprised, actually. I kind of expected there to be a lot less because like, you don't want to kill off everybody. But mm-hmm. uh, they found a way to, like, give you those kind of things while keeping rosters. So that was good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and they had some really fun, you know, nostalgic things for fans of the game. They had a really fun gimmick with uh, Liu Kang where he uh, kept doing a roundhouse kick, mm-hmm. like, a, like a ground roundhouse kick. Yeah. Uh, in the training uh-huh. pit area. I don't know if you remember that scene. And uh, that was like a, a joke based off of the character in the arcade where people would just constantly do the ground the roundhouse, roundhouse to, yeah. to just always beat somebody. Just like button mash it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they had fun, playful jokes like that. I think that that worked well to like make fun of the history of the games, but also didn't really, you know, make it seem like it was cheesy. Yeah. I think some of the uh, characters looked a lot better, obviously, than they did in the other movies, and mm-hmm. but still seemed like they were fairly um, well represented based on what the games abilities, what they have, what abilities they have in the games, and all of that stuff, like the like Scorpion, for example. Like, yeah, I thought that looked so good much over her. Yeah, <laughs> I doesn't. I think you pointed this out. It does feel like they re. They're... did him saying get over here in the movie in the it movie. felt like it sounded different than the one in the trailer yes i wonder if they caught the criticism and the jokes about it, it yeah it sounds a lot, to make it a little bit better yeah definitely um that was probably one aspect i think i would have liked to see more of i would say if if anything i feel like the sub-zero scorpion plot point like the the backstory for them they did well with it, but I kind of think I would have enjoyed seeing an entire movie just about that, mm-hmm. rather than them kind of incorporating it into this one. Yeah. Um, and I've said it before, and I think Mortal Kombat would be the perfect franchise to do the MCU route and give characters their own movies. And then, of course, the Mortal Kombat would be the Avengers aspect of yeah. the franchise. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think that would be a fun route for them. And they could still potentially go that route. I mean, we just got the news that they're doing an additional four movies if this one does well. Yeah. I'm not sure what the exact stats are, but it feels like it's overall getting positive reviews. Yeah, I haven't I haven't heard uh, rumblings of people being, like, angry at it. Like- <laughs> I mean, I've seen people say it was bad, but, like, yeah. eh, I don't know. It, it's one of those popcorn flicks, right? It's like mm-hmm. you're not there for the plot. I mean... In- Personally, I thought the plot was pretty good. Again, like the the Sub Zero Scorpion aspect, like felt like a different thing in itself. That mm-hmm. could have been. It was a different tone. I feel like yeah. Um, that could have been its own thing, but it did work to give those backstories that we, you know, as viewers who may not know the, the gaming side of this, yeah, would want to know. Yeah. So uh, I think. They have a good, strong foundation with this movie, and I, I can't wait to see what they do with it. Because the way they played this out was very interesting as far as the plot goes going forward. Mm-hmm. You know, they set a lot of things up if they do another movie. Yeah. You know, we're we're get, you know we got teases for characters that we would like to see. Yeah. Um. So very excited. Also worth mentioning, 
Um, I think that this is a movie that's worth watching for people who don't even know the games because I know what the mm-hmm. game is and I've played it a couple of times in like arcades yeah. or whatever, but it, I'm by no means a Mortal Kombat like fan or expert. Yeah. So, and it was still very entertaining. And even people who just like watching martial arts movies, like there's a lot of decent fight scenes. So people... Yeah, the, the fighting was really good. It was I, really good, yeah. Um, You know, like we said, they, they did the a lot of fatality stuff from the games. And, yeah. Uh, they, I feel like they did a really good job of incorporating them in a way that just felt like they were naturally in fights. And that wasn't just like this awkward, like, you know, like the games, finish him. Yeah. So, uh, or flawless victory. <laughs> yeah, which, <laughs> yeah, with another fun tease or yeah. uh, Easter egg kind of thing they did in this. Yeah. Um. Yeah, the the battling was really cool, and it really showed each character that they had. You know, it, it, there were a lot of characters, but they didn't really do it in a way where it felt like only certain characters were focused on. Like everybody had their moment to shine mm-hmm. or bleed out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But um, I would say there are some characters where I'm kind of curious if they're, like, gone, gone, or if they're just going to be some way of bringing them back, or, like, whatever. Because yeah. I felt like they they may have missed out on some plot points with some characters based off storylines from the games. Yeah. Um, so I'm curious how they're going to spin that. Mm-hmm. Um, who, was, who was the character that you thought shined the most in this? Was there any particular character you enjoyed more than the others? Uh, I feel like, I mean, it's probably, I'm not supposed to like him the most, but I feel like um, Kano. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed that character. And he seems to be a fan favorite. Yeah. And I've seen memes where he's the one that was carrying the movie on yeah. his back. I mean, he's, he's a dick bag, but I, he's hilarious. I think so. he was a great character and i loved the humor and the, mm-hmm. the things that he said and did but i yeah. wouldn't say he's the one that carried the movie no no uh, i don't think he carried it but i just i enjoyed uh, his and that whole aspect is like another interesting that they did with this where they they completely changed something with the history of the games mm-hmm. for the plot and it still works it makes a lot of sense when you watch it mm-hmm. what about you who, who would you say was your favorite um i probably would say scorpion I know we didn't get a whole lot of the character, okay. but I think just the intro and getting that like backstory of what he went through mm-hmm. to get to the point where he is in this movie mm-hmm. um, drew me in the most for that character, and I would love to see them somehow continue that. Yeah. I like I said, like, I think that was probably my favorite part was the backstory of that character. Um, yeah. And for anybody who would like more about that whole like relationship between Sub-Zero and Ice or <laughs> and Ice Cold <laughs> and Scorpion, um HBO Max has the animated Scorpion's Revenge film, mm. which is basically the entire story of what their deal is. So, I completely urge you to check that out. It's a very good animated take on scorpion's story and it ties into the mortal kombat tournament and all that stuff it's a little different than you know obviously the games but it, it's really fun and enjoyable yeah good to know uh so I, i'm gonna give my rating i guess uh dissect it 
I yeah. I really enjoyed it. It, it had its weak points. Mm-hmm. I think there were mo- moments where it felt a little slow. I think they could have tweaked the the story a little bit more, and it felt like it, it got slow in, in certain aspects of it. But overall, I I really enjoyed it. You know, yeah. When it, it came strong, it it really came strong. So I I don't have a whole lot to complain about. Yeah. I'm just looking forward to hoping this gets more. I really am curious if this is going to spawn a lot of people buying the the newest game. Because mm-hmm. even I went on Xbox like the day after and, and was out. like, I'm curious if it's on sale. I'm just <laughs> I just want to know what if it's on sale. It's like it's two hundred percent. If it's, if it's cheap enough, I may just buy it just because yeah. I'm like in that like I want to play some Mortal Kombat and get those stories and stuff. Yeah, and yeah, so. It wasn't on sale on Xbox, but I heard PlayStation does have it on sale. So maybe they're jumping around yeah. to different consoles to get all their money yeah. out of this game. Uh, your point, you bring up a good point with respect to my rating. I am going to say it's a slice it from me because I didn't find myself thinking for most of the characters. I wasn't like, oh, I wonder what their backstory is or what else has gone on in their life to get them to this point. Like when I watched... Um, like when we watched Pacific Rim, the black, I was like, oh my God, who is this character? Where have they been? What, like, how, how are they connected to the rest of this universe? Mm -hmm. I didn't find myself thinking that with this. So I wasn't super invested in each character. There were a couple characters that I liked more than others. So I didn't, I wasn't fully immersed in the world, but I did really enjoy it and it was a good time. So I'm going to say it's a slice it from me. Well, I mean, just naturally with the games, every character has some kind of association with other char- with the other characters. So right, yeah. whether it's like a big dramatic hate for each other or yeah. just kind of like they had some kind of beef at one point. Yeah, yeah. There's there's something for everybody in that aspect. Yeah. Yeah, but definitely seems like I I received it well. I think other people would enjoy checking it out. All right. Well, I if you haven't seen it, please Please go check it out. It's a, it's a fun popcorn flick. It's on HBO Max if you have that service, or it's also available in theaters if you want the big screen experience, which I do hear is a great way of watching this film. Mm-hmm. So I think ours theaters are opening in May at some point, yeah. like, depending if this is out there and it seems safe or whatever. I'm vaccinated enough. Yeah. Or just... At all. Vaccinated enough. <laughs> I'll probably consider going to see it again in theaters. Yeah. So, seems like we both enjoyed it. Yeah. I dissect it. You sliced it. Yes. Hopefully we get those four movies. Yeah. Hopefully. All right. Uh, at this point, uh, we are going to go into a little bit of a spoiler. So, if you are not into that and want to continue on to our video game section, just skip ahead about, I don't know. Ten minutes at most. Yeah, I'll put probably the timestamp yeah. in the. Uh, <laughs> it's probably. Super. I'll probably put the timestamp yeah. in the. Uh, notes for the game section. Mm-hmm. See you in ten minutes. All right, let's get in some spoilers on Mortal Kombat, the okay. rebooted movie. Okay. Okay. Let's do it. I really enjoyed the world building that they did in this movie. I yeah. think that they they showed a lot more to the universe than people realize. Uh, Kano's whole moment, I don't know if you saw, where he was in Raiden's temple and he stole an amulet. Yeah. 
that was presumably the amulet. I don't know if they even called it that, but it's the amulet of uh, Shinnok. Okay. And uh, that is based off of a character. Okay. Who actually ties to Scorpion and Sub-Zero's whole ordeal. Oh, okay. But in this movie, it does feel like they kind of eliminated that whole aspect of the story. In the other version, Chinook pretends to be Sub-Zero. Okay. Murders Scorpion's family. Oh. Oh. Causing him to want revenge. Uh-huh. Going after Sub-Zero. Uh-huh. Getting killed. Being sent to hell. For him to then use him as a pawn Mm -hmm. and becoming Scorpion and use him for his evil doing. Oh, okay. So they just cut out the middleman. Essentially, they cut out the middleman. But the amulet does seem to exist in this movie, which, Mm -hmm. uh, if I'm correct, he's imprisoned in it. Oh, okay. Kano, as far as we know, is now a part of Shang Tsung's whole crew Mm -hmm. going forward. Yeah. Which we naturally see. Didn't uh, Raiden tell him to give it back, though, or something? Or did that back? happen? I, I didn't notice that there was any kind of moment. I think he said to put it back, but I don't know if he actually did it. I just remember him getting like thrown backwards like after Raiden showed up, and I yeah. assume that was because he stole it. But mm-hmm. I, I, just took, I don't recall there being any moment where anyone knew for sure that he took it or that it was established and he had to give it back. Maybe but I was just hoping Maybe for it that. happened. I don't know. <laughs> I assumed it was a subplot to bring in characters later on. Um, so I assume he'll probably make a, a role later on. Especially yeah. if Sang Shung has control of Kano and then he can get that amulet from him. True. Um, but I really did enjoy the changes they made. You know, like going into Kano, we thought he was going to be like a flip from evil to good in this, like the trailer made it yeah. seem like he was on the side of protecting Earth. Yeah. He did not disappoint. Yeah. He, he betrayed everybody, as we established. Yeah. Um, Just the opposite direction. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, going to the superpowers thing, it was a little cliche and like, oh, you just got to unlock your ability and then you have yeah. some fucking power. That was a little cheesy. But, man, was it satisfying when he got his. Yeah. Uh, the way that they did it. And mm-hmm. that was a... They must be kicking themselves over that one, huh? Giving yeah. him those powers, and then he ended up being on the bad side. Yeah. Um, but I love how they explained him having the laser eye, mm-hmm. uh, even if it was drastically different. And we did get like a whole Easter egg of him kind of getting his eye fucked up by... I don't know if it was a reptile, but it was like a reptile-like character. Yeah. They... I assume just the race. Yeah. I don't feel like they ever referenced him as specifically reptile. No, it was just one of whatever So race. I think that was a clever way of like giving us like a reptile death without technically killing reptile. Makes sense. Um, and as far as Kano goes, I, I have to assume he's going to be back. Yeah, for sure. I'm kind of curious if the amulet is going to come into play even maybe like since if he has it on him. Maybe he like, it'll somehow find a way to like revive him or some shit. Oh yeah. Because uh, I mean, with the end, we see him get his eye fucked up further. Yeah. Which then I feel like is like the whole leading up to him getting his metal eye that we all know. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that, if that's a thing. Yeah, I have a question for you. Yes. What did you think about Melina? 
I feel like she was one of the characters I was talking about earlier where she was, like, underutilized. Yeah. Um, I mean, she was cool. Like, she was terrifying. I feel like the amount I of I effort... love the CGI and the way that they designed the character. I think yeah. it looked very creepy and uh-huh. it was a great take on the character. Yeah. Um, but she had, she was probably the least used role, I would say, in the movie. Yeah. That was um, my problem with it, too. Like, she More was... than the Annihilation version. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But it, it felt like she didn't have a lot of lines, and they didn't really give her a backstory. Yeah, she um, was just super fucking creepy looking. Yeah, and then in it, she was for basically not just like long. a other realm serial killer. Is yeah. really what it felt like. Yeah, um, we we did get uh, Easter egg Katana's blades on like a pedestal thingy behind Raiden. Uh huh. Um, in one scene, we know that she's tied to. Melina being like some kind of like half sister of some sort through mm-hmm. some kind of cloning, whatever process yes, of the whatever, that went whatever Baraka's uh, race is considered. Uh-huh. The one that's like sizing out his forearms. Oh. He's got he's got the mouth like Melina. Yeah. Uh, he wasn't in the movie, but I think yeah. they had some kind of tease of that race. I really would have liked to see that whole thing play out like with them having a relationship and kind of going into that a little bit kind of like a scorpion sub-zero thing yeah uh in the future we could probably still get that potentially but mm-hmm. i don't know i i have to assume shang song can bring back some of these people yeah some way he seems to have the powers that to. can do whatever the fuck he wants to do so so it would be fun to see them bring that character back and do something like that um, otherwise, I think that was probably a weak point of having a character that you really didn't use to its potential. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, they had some other characters. Like, there was that pterodactyl-type bitch who... Oh, yeah. She was ridiculous. ...was essentially just there to be killed off, right? Yeah. In a cool, fatality way. Natara? Is that her name? I think? Uh, I'm not sure. I don't remember. Okay. But... Yes, that's Okay. Her. And then we saw another character who is, like, from, like, Mortal Kombat 3, I think, or Mortal Kombat 4. He was, like, a small-scale character that hasn't really come back since. But he was kind of there for that exact purpose as well. Yeah. He was the big guy with the hammer. I don't remember his name either. But Sonya, they they had a fun play on her character where she did not have anything to do with the tournament. She was not invited to the tournament, but using the whole premise of the tattoos and basically yeah you kill the person who has it you then get it yeah they they found a fun way of doing that which then tied her to having her beef with kano yes that was a very i i, I the only problem i have with that is like i get it she's supposed to be some really fucking badass fighter or mm-hmm. whatever but like if there's some supernatural designation of all these people being so good at fighting mm-hmm. she just happens to be able to kill one of them I don't know. It seems a little bit... I, I know that that's the whole story with her. Well, but... I mean, she's also a fighter, too. It's not like yeah. she doesn't know how to fight. Like she, Yeah, she is a fighter. Clearly, but her it's... and Jax have some kind of you know, military background, and they, they, they know what they're doing. Yeah. So, I, that brings up a good question, though. Like, is there is there people in the world that have the Mortal Kombat tattoo mm-hmm. birthmark, where the fuck it's considered? Yeah. On them, and they just like never notice, never have any kind of concept of fighting in their life. 
presumably they're just going to be hunted down by somebody who knows about the tournament and just take it, right? Exactly. Or Shang Tsung's so people are going like to come and kill them. it seems like a huge flaw in the system. Just saying. I mean, that, that was a moment <laughs> where they were, like, basically saying that they were hunting down yes. all of the people who ever mm-hmm. had them from Earth, right? Yeah. So presumably all of those people are just people that weren't fighters and yeah. had no way of pr- protecting themselves, and they were just basically casualties yeah. by having the birthmark. Yes. How did you feel about uh, introducing the main character, Cole, as... like He was obviously a new character. We've never yeah. seen this in any of the games or whatever. He was clearly that kind of character for the audience to follow with, to relate to. Yeah. You know, learning along with everybody else. Yeah. Um, I didn't... I liked his character. I just... Maybe this is a dumb question, but what exactly was his arcana? Was it super strength? It was, I guess, his... His suit. His shirt armor. But like... His... his what's that? What's that athletic... His ar- under armor? His under armor. But it was like outer? His under outer armor. Yeah. So, yeah, he he grows a shirt armor, right? But the armor, yeah, but and then clearly has some kind of extra strength or whatever. But it's not nearly as cool as the other people's fucking arcana. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, I have a laser eye. Well, yeah, theirs are very <laughs> um, natural. Like they come out of their own body. Yeah, his is like, oh, right, let me put my shirt on. Yeah, I mean, it, he doesn't have to put it on, but like it, it puts it, itself it on. Feels like it disconnected from. Being a cool organic it, thing yeah. like everybody else, it just also doesn't feel c- like cool enough. Like it's yeah, not yeah. enough of an enhancement. Like, yeah, I get that. You could just fucking wear armor if you wanted to. Okay, but it also had this weird Black Panther type. You're right. Kinetic it did energy have that, going on, where like power, like absorbing. It, you know, situation. Goro would beat the shit out of him, and it was like absorbing those punches, and then yeah. eventually he could unleash that power back onto the enemy yeah so that was kind of what his power was yeah the armor was just the way to explain it yes without him just being really fucking tough skin i guess without him having like vibranium skin yeah yeah (laughs) because they didn't have rights to use that yeah i guess yeah okay i guess that makes sense (laughs) um i felt like i liked his character i did we're we're, we're going to see him as like a playable character in a future game, right? Oh yeah, for sure. At, at least as a DLC. Yeah. Um, I did not like his uh, wife and daughter. They were very dumb. Oh yeah, yeah. They made poor decisions easily. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to sacrifice myself so you guys can run. Yeah. But we'll, okay, we'll just be right here we'll just watching. Be right here watching and screaming. Okay. Oh, you as an MMA fighter are. Not going to survive against a big creature with four arms. Yeah. Um, maybe I'll jump in and try and save the day. Hit him with a hammer. When I have whatever. less of a chance than you do. Yeah. That that whole thing was ridiculous. So I could have done without that because mm. I was just like, come on. That's not a thing. I kind of wanted them to die. Okay. <laughs> so brutal. Not brutality. Yeah. Uh, not that I wanted them to die because I didn't like them. I just, I just feel like it would have been more impactful to the story. That would have made more sense. You know, especially with his, especially with his lineage to Scorpion. Yes. It would have been a real nice parallel to the story of him also going down the same path. Yeah. 
of Scorpion. Yeah. And then, I don't know, it just felt like it would have been... I get what you're saying. ...a nice way of doing I that. I bet you, though, in any future properties, there will be another child, and mm-hmm. then the mom and older daughter will die. Mm. I bet that's what they'll do. Because that's what happened to uh, Scorpion before he, whatever the fuck his regular name is. Scorpion. Because it was like... The baby was mm-hmm. left alive, but the mom and older son were killed. Mm-hmm. So I feel like... Well, the baby wasn't left alive because they... No, it was an accident. It was, they didn't know it was there. Yeah, yeah it was an accident. The baby but, was smart but enough I feel to like just shut the fuck up they, under the floor. Yeah, but they still could do that like parallel, maybe in the next movie or something. I, I think they we're past that okay. at this point. It just... I, I mean, guess. they're going to focus on other characters. I, I assume okay. Cole will be the, the returning character every time, for sure. Yeah. But I, I think... We're gonna see a lot more of the traditional characters. Okay. You know, everyone had an outcry about like where's where's Johnny Cage. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a very big tease at the end of this. Yes. Uh, with the implication that he's in Hollywood. He's in Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> um, and they're gonna go get him because yeah. the fun thing about this movie mm-hmm. is that it's not about the Mortal Kombat tournament itself. It is essentially a prequel. Mm-hmm. to that tournament which was a very clever take because they then could do what they wanted with it yep and they didn't have to worry about following everything correctly yeah but then they can still do that story on a later film and mm-hmm. still have that traditional thing that people want you know we're gonna get johnny cage sonia is now going to be a part of the tournament based mm-hmm. off that Liu kang is well he's there yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Got his animality, his dragon animality, yeah. which we saw yeah. against Cabal. Yeah. Question. Uh, is, does everybody get an animality? Yeah. I mean, the games, everyone has so their own is, thing. What's the, is the Arcana something different from an animality then? Uh, well, an animality is just like, in the game, the first game was fatalities, right? Yeah. And then they went into brutalities. Yeah. And then I don't know which came next, but there was a... Babality, which was you turned them into a baby and then something stupid <laughs> happened. <laughs> you didn't hurt them as a baby. You just turned them into a baby and it was like some cute little gimmick for that character as a baby. Oh, that's so dumb. I uh, love it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was so ridiculous. And then and then animalities, I don't know, you know, which where that laid, I think it was after brutality at the very least. Mm-hmm. But where you would turn into an animal and then okay. Essentially, just bite somebody in half or right, whatever. Right. Okay. So yeah, everybody had one, but like it wasn't like a, it wasn't deemed like their power thing. It was just, it's just the something. finishing move that you okay. would do for fun to like, got it. You know, flex your muscles that you're better than them. Right. Okay. You know, it was like insult to injuries. What those were intended for. Yeah. You know, not only did I beat you, but I'm gonna embarrass you now. Yeah. Th- this franchise has a lot. Of potential, you know, like yeah. we we only saw one animality. Like we could see yeah. one every movie at least, and it would still feel fresh. I feel like, yeah. And the way that they did that one was so fun. It wasn't you know Liu Kang that turned into it. It was he just unleashed this energy that was like fire, mm-hmm. becoming a dragon. Yeah, and like that I think worked way. That better. was really cool. Yeah. And in the later games, they they do tie into. Like a time paradox situation. So there's a character who deals with time itself. 
So they could really fuck with that stuff if they really want to and get some really clever plot points to like mess with the story if they really want to. Yeah, definitely. You know, they could change something and then and then go and change it to the original or something or yeah, whatever. Explain it in a very fun way like that. Yeah. So, uh, anything else you want to talk about as far as spoilers? Anything that's uh, you enjoyed, didn't like, or just want to bring up? I think I've covered it. Okay. It's my limited knowledge. <laughs> ah, well, yeah. I. I'd, I'd say that this. Uh, Review has been a flawless victory then. Yeah. <laughs> so, let's finish it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't have a cool, clever response to that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Or should I do this? Oh, my, yeah. Just, my imaginary That was probably one of the hat. most satisfying things, is yeah. watching him... Do the, the frisbee hat. Graze the, the rim of his... <laughs> Knife hat? Yeah. <laughs> Frisbee knife hat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. That is it for our entire movie and TV section, actually. Yes. Yeah. So stick around for our games section coming up next. But in the meantime, subscribe, rate, review, share, tell a friend. Um, follow us on Twitter at DTFpod. Check us out on Facebook, Dissecting This Fiction Podcast. Send us an email directly if you feel and like it. We'd love to have some kind of feedback and any method that you feel is cool. Tell us who your favorite Mortal Kombat character was in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, our email is dtfpod at gmail.com. You can check out our website also, dtfcast.com. And, uh, yeah. We'll, uh, get, let's talk about games. <laughs> you want to talk about Mortal Kombat? Well... Not yet. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> let's talk about some let's, new let's, games. I look forward to talking about Mortal Kombat, the movie, the game. Yeah. When that comes out. Yeah. Inevitably. Yeah. But, at some point. Yeah. But until then, uh, we got a few little game release announcements coming up. On PlayStation, April 30th, you're going to get a Returnal is coming to PS5. And Terminator Resistance Enhanced which is a PS5 free upgrade for anybody who already bought the game on PS4. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've heard bad things about that game, so yeah. I wouldn't yeah. rush out for it. Yes. But I would say, just because it's Terminator, I am kind of intrigued. Yeah. So maybe if it drops in price, I'll check it out. But okay. uh, from what I understand, it's a very low-quality yeah. tier game. That's, this is primarily an announcement for anybody who yeah. already yeah, bought yeah, it. Yeah, I know. I'm PS4. just letting them know, so yeah. don't rush out and buy it. Yeah. Uh, as far as Returnal... PS5 exclusive. I don't think it's going to be a PS4 thing. It's, it's only so. PS5. Yeah. Uh, it felt, felt very um, rogue dungeon crawler type to me. Like, it got the vibe too of, um, if you remember that game on Xbox Recore, it oh, kind of okay. feels like that, but like more realistic, like a okay. Death Stranding kind yeah. of like style. It looks atmosphere. like Death Stranding. Yeah. So, I'm interested in that one, but I don't know if I want to pay 70 bucks for a game I'm not quite sure about yet. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, again, maybe that one goes on, on sale. But Yeah. All right. Uh, Xbox Games with Gold. We get Lego Batman May 1st through the 15th. I feel like they've already given this game out like multiple times probably. by now. They're probably just trying to pad it. 
So they're just like, for fuck's sakes, people, just Please get Game just Pass. Just take the game, yeah. Just get Game Pass. We're yeah. doing this so bad intentionally, so yeah. that you will not use it anymore. Yeah. Uh, Tropico Four is available May sixteenth through the thirty first. I feel like we talked about this game before on the Switch. I think it's like you create your own island as like a president, and you have to like deal with the politics of it. That sounds terrible. Don't you remember talking about that yeah, at one point? Probably. Okay. Yeah. Sounds, I like probably, a, sounds like a no. I but. probably said that sounds terrible at yeah. the time. <laughs> okay. Um, and also, Armello is available the entire month of May. I don't know what that yeah, is. So. I think it's an RPG, but I can't remember. So. I typically download, or not to release, click on them as yeah. I own them through the yeah. Games with Gold, whether I'm going to play them or not. So <laughs> Game Hoarder. <laughs> It's digital. Why the fuck not? <laughs> yeah, you're right. Uh, okay, and Game Pass, since you brought that up. Second Extinction comes out on the 28th. Mm-hmm. So, I know you're excited about that one. Yes, 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 I am. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean, co-op with your friends killing mutated dinosaurs. Why the fuck wouldn't you want to play this? Exactly. It's kind of like a first-person shooter version of uh, Dino Crisis 3. Okay. If you think about it. Good to know. Yeah, you you have no idea what I that means. I shouldn't bother thinking about it because I have never played that. Okay, all right. <laughs> uh, and then also, destroy all humans. The remake comes out on the 29th of April. Well, does. I'm I'm glad I didn't buy that game then. Yeah, we played the demo back at like E3 or something. It was fine. Yeah, it looks entertaining. It's like a sandbox kind of kind of fuck around me. with everything. Yeah, it reminds me of like Goat Simulator. The... Yeah, it's like just just. <laughs> Cause mayhem is really all it is, right? It's that kind of a game. So Clint's going to like it. Yeah. Yeah. And for Switch, new Pokemon Snap comes out on April 30th. Okay. It was a late addition to the notes because I was like, oh, fuck. I knew there was something. Yeah. It, yeah. it felt like Switch needed to have something there. Yeah. yeah. I knew that there was that game coming out at some point. I didn't know how There's soon. There's a few other random games coming yeah. out as well, but that was the biggest I'm, one. I'm curious if it's a new game altogether or if it's just like a remake of pokemon snap from 64 but with like more shit because there's more pokemon now uh, it and is an update to the nintendo 64 classic. okay so they just basically remade the game oh. and then put more characters in it well that's how uh polygon described it except it's fine i don't yeah. i mean okay i'm not gonna play it i yeah. just was curious <laughs> this other thing says that it's an upcoming sequel so uh, who it, knows it's yeah Regardless. Okay. Well, if you buy that game, write in and let us know. Yeah, let us know. <laughs> hit, hit us up on Twitter or Facebook or whatever. Yes. Yep, that's yeah. it for games coming out. I do have a, an announcement for anybody who's interested. The Witcher AR game, Monster Slayer is what it's called, is releasing soon and has early access registration, which is available uh, if you go on their website. You can type in your email and... It'll put you on the list or whatever. So definitely check that out. I signed up. I'm not sure if I'm going to care about it because I usually think I'm going to like those yeah. AR games and then I don't. Harry Potter. But I'm going to, yeah. Yeah. But I'm going to try it anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> eh, I'll, I'll probably skip this one. Yeah. But you let us know how it goes. Yeah, I will. <laughs> All right. Well, we, we reported on it in the past how Xbox Live Gold was going to drop its requirement in order to play free-to-play games on the service. Yeah. 
So uh, that has officially taken effect. So you no longer need to have gold in order to play games. Nice. But you still do as if you want to play purchased games. That's fucking rude. Well, but, I mean, that's I mean, the whole concept. That's what you're doing with PlayStation Plus. I know. I get it. I just, <laughs> I never liked that concept. That was one of the reasons. Yeah, that. and that's like a big argument because PC, yeah. technically, you don't pay yeah. to play online with PC. Yeah, that was the main reason. Well, one of the main reasons I got a PS3 as my first like adult person console instead of a... You still needed the service to play PlayStation 3 online. I didn't need the service to access Netflix, which I did on Xbox oh, at the time. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. I think they changed that a while back for they Netflix yeah, specifically. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Anyway. So yeah, so games like, you know, Warzone, Apex mm-hmm. Legends, Fortnite. Trash Night. Oh. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I know you have this big passionate hatred oh, for I it. Oh, I have a passionate hatred for it? I don't play it, so I don't Neither have do I. hatred for something I don't yeah, play. that's not true. <laughs> Sticking to my story. Okay, sure. <laughs> I don't want to brush away the, the five-year-olds watching or listening to our podcast, Okay. <laughs> I'm not trying to discriminate against oh, ages okay. in I this see. place. Unless I they're see. senior citizens who go to bed early yeah. after getting their early bird special. Yeah. <laughs> Unless it's them. I have nothing to say about them. Okay. <laughs> all right. Uh, interesting on that list. I, those are all like, you know, Battle Royale games. But there's other games that are not Battle Royale type mm-hmm. games that you could get. There's apparently up to like 50 games or over 50 games available on Xbox that you could play for free. So. Nice. You just gotta scroll through all of those. But they're there if anyone's interested. Uh, but interesting, It Takes Two was on that list. Which is a game you do purchase. So I was really confused why that was on the list. Hmm. I'm curious if the co-op is free. Like playing it with somebody else is free. Like you only have to buy the game and then somebody else can play it for free. Because that was a thing that they did with the... Um, a way out game that came out years ago. Wait, it takes two. Isn't that the like married couple game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. The like really creative thing. Mm-hmm. Looks like they're going through some kind of rough time, mm-hmm. and the game's just a them Cancel get kind of get through it. Yeah, yeah. Because it takes two. Yeah. Interesting to note. It takes two. Also has sold over a million copies so far. Wow. So it's doing really fucking well. Yeah. Uh, this was something that was tweeted out by the developer Hazel Light Studio. Uh, and like you kind of said, it was a co-op indie game based off of a married couple. Sounds boring, but it actually looks very interesting. And I yeah. was looking forward to it. Yeah. Should be on Game Pass at some point. So I'll probably play it there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it feels like a Game Pass game for me. It does, yeah. Uh, but I do hope that, well, apparently it does do well. One million copies is not... A bad amount. Yeah. So. All right. Um, it's kind of a slow week, I'd say, for news. Yeah. Uh, we had a few PlayStation things, though. Much like Xbox turning back on its price raise on Xbox Live, mm-hmm. PlayStation has reversed their plans to take PS3 and PlayStation Vita games off of the marketplace. So they announced that they are going to leave them up so that people can continue to enjoy this content Good. after there was a lot of backlash that they were taking them down and yeah. what this meant for particularly game preservation and yada 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 stuff yeah. like that mm-hmm. uh, not that i'm against it but it does seem a little like 
understandable that if it's that fucking old and people aren't buying it or using those services anymore to free up that money that you're you're spending on updating that yeah. stuff right the servers and all that stuff yeah bring up space yeah it's understandable mm-hmm. i guess anybody who was looking forward to buying a vita game <laughs> can still do so yeah for now yeah <laughs> it did get me a little panicky though because i you know I didn't buy the large memory cards for my Vita. Mm -hmm. And I was like starting to worry like, oh, am I going to lose all these games that I did buy? Mm. And I don't have room to put them all on memory cards at the moment. So am I going to have to like pick what's the most priority of the games I will still not play? When is the last time you played your Vita? Exactly. (laughs) Exactly what I'm getting at. This is why why I'm kind of on Sony's side of like, I mean, did people really care? Or did they just care about the idea that they wouldn't have access to something? That's exactly it. And and now they're going to waste a bunch of money on preserving it yeah. for people that don't actually plan to play it. Yeah. Most people that have Vita at this point, like, hacked their Vitas yeah. to play fucking Nintendo games. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. That's ridiculous. I guess it's a win. I mean, it's... Cool. It, I, least... I, I will say I am glad that there was backlash on this in the sense of how much backlash Xbox got over something that was also in my mind a very like understandable well you got to you got to take care of the maintenance on this shit somehow yeah so it's understandable that they would raise it at some point it was low for how many years and decades even yeah another topic on PlayStation's front they are apparently going to release a trial of Something called PlayStation Plus Video Pass in Hmm. Poland exclusively. Okay. So for one year, gamers in Poland will have the ability to access 21 movies and TV shows on the PlayStation Plus service. So you would have to have the service in order to even get these, but there are no additional charge. Hmm. Uh, This is going to be content that they will change or update every three months. So I guess four different changes throughout the year. And it's going to work in the form of a app on your PS4 and or PS5 that you will have access to if you have PlayStation Plus. Yeah. Uh, this is going to allow Sony to see what is most popular out of the content that they provide mm-hmm. uh, and see how often the service is even used. Yeah. So this is interesting because, you know, we saw they get, they got rid of all of their... Abilities to buy and rent stuff. Yes. On the storefront, of like last month, right? Yeah, it was not that long ago. Yeah. So was that because of something like this? Do you think this is like some kind of evolution of what their their plans are for the future? Possibly. I mean, this is also a very interesting thing because you know we've been saying, why hasn't Sony made an app? Mm-hmm. Why have they not made a service to compete with HBO, Disney? Netflix, Amazon, like they have content. This could be them trying to see if they have a chance to do that. Yeah, that's a good point. So here's some of the movies on the list. Not that this is like all up to date, really recent stuff. Bloodshot. It was a fine movie. Mm -hmm. Jumanji, The Next Level. Again, another fun popcorn flick. They should have put the first one too. Just saying. Okay. I mean, that one was better, but uh, Zombieland 2, Double Tap. Okay. Charlie's Angels, the reboot one from recently. Mm-hmm. Venom. Nice. Obviously a Sony movie. I assume these are all Sony movies. 
Yeah, Now probably. think about it. Yeah. The Equalizer 2, Baby Driver, Blade Runner 2049. Ironically, that's also on HBO, which is, I think, a WB film. Okay. Uh, Underworld, Blood Wars, Arrival, Sausage Party. So, see, now we're getting to a list. These are, like, older stuff. Yeah. Inferno, I think that's, like, the sequel to... Uh, Angels and Demons or whatever the hell that oh. book that was turned into a movie was. Got it. Um, American Hustle. This is the end. Bad Boys. Okay. Those are all the movies. Future Man seasons one through three. That's a Hulu show. Yeah. So I think Sony may have some stake in that, perhaps. Uh, Super Mansion. Never heard of it. Seasons one through three. Community one through six. Very old show, but. But good. Good. Deadly Class, Season 1. SWAT, Season 1 through 2. Lost Girl, Season 1 through 5. Never even heard of that show. Me either. Anyways. So, obviously, they're going to add stuff at some point. So, I mean, I guess, should we be moving to Poland if we want to take advantage of this? Or Yeah. I wonder how many people are, how many uh, uh, tracked consoles PlayStation's going to find people change the region <laughs> of. They have on. their VPNs is yeah. shifting over the Polands. So. Yeah. Yeah, right. I'm sure they'll be able to stop that if they wanted to, though. Yeah. They'll probably be able to detect if it was changed and know that it's not Yeah, realistic. they usually limit you a certain number of times to changing the region of your devices. Mm. I bought, like, a DVD or something that was a UK region. It wasn't uh-huh. released in the U.S., and so I had to change the region on my laptop so I could watch it. Is that even a thing anymore? Is that Because that used to be an issue with... Um... Like anime and stuff. I think it's still a thing. Is that still a thing? That you have to worry about region locks? I think it's still. I feel like consoles are like unified now. Where like, like even games where you couldn't play Japanese games on the American version of a console. Yeah. Um, Like the PlayStation 1, I had to have this adapter to play the Japanese games. Mm -hmm. Ironically, it also worked to uh, manipulate your console to think that it was playing a real game so you could play burned games by the yeah. same logic yeah so yeah i don't know i feel like the technology is further along than it used to be used to be mm. so it could very well be that you well i mean I'm, that, it's but... just like a code right like to like unlock it right i i feel like xbox i would imagine you could play either or i don't know yeah i know on my computer i could only change it like uh, five times during the life of the computer or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Beyond any knowledge I would understand of <laughs> yeah. that stuff. Okay. Well. All right. Well, that's basically it for our news. Like I said, a very short, basic week for the gaming world. Uh, we did play a couple things. Just to be quick on this. Uh, last week I talked about the Resident Evil 8 Village demo that was based in the... Well, Village. Mm-hmm. Uh, this week, they had the Castle demo, which was pretty similar to the Maiden demo we played a while back, only there was actual combat in this one. Ah, uh, okay. But the atmosphere was the same. It was the same area of the castle. Mm-hmm. So, very familiar areas when we went back into it. Mm-hmm. But we, I mean I, because you are yeah. a coward and will not play this. <laughs> I'm just not interested. Okay. Well, <laughs> again, it was a half an hour demo. Okay. Uh, the demo was exclusive to PS5, so that was the only way I was able to play it. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, time-based, so you can only play it between certain hours. I think it was, like, 1 p.m. on the Saturday till like, 
whatever time that night or the next day. They ended up actually extending it like another 24 hours because of everybody wanting to have it longer or some mm, shit. It's nice. Which I thought was weird because it's a half an hour demo, so alone, that's plenty of time mm-hmm. to beat it, even a few times. Yeah. I played it, mm-hmm. beat it in less than five minutes. Yeah. And I wasn't even trying the speed run. Yeah. I just, it took me five minutes to play the whole demo. I played it multiple times for fun to explore and stuff, but yeah. first try it was five minutes. Yeah. So. That's very short. Yeah, it's a very short demo. Uh, but basically, it was they gave you a glimpse of Lady Dimitrescu for a, like, a very small amount of time. A couple scenes where you deal with her sister, her daughters, mm-hmm. uh, creeping on you, kind of like a tyrant's Mr. X nemesis type, stalk you type atmosphere. Yeah. Um, other than that, it felt very Resident Evil in the sense of pick up herbs, you pick up this item, you got to take out a piece of it and then put that into this item and then now you can open this door very very close resemblance of that kind of concept there was actual combat this time which was very lacking in the last demo yeah um you go into kind of this dungeon area and the demo it lets you have a pistol at start and then you could buy a shotgun from the merchant which you had the points when you start the demo so you just had to stumble across the merchant in order to get the shotgun Okay. So that you have two two different weapons. Yeah. As far as the combat goes, it the enemies are what you saw in those trailers where it's like these weird crusade looking, not zombies, but not conscious people. Yeah. Just swinging swords around. Yeah. Very basic. There was like a handful of them in the dungeon and you just shoot them in the face until they go away or die. Yeah. Uh, that was basically it. And... I don't think it's changed my opinion on where I feel and stand with this game. It doesn't feel like it's the Resident Evil I want to see, but it feels like it will be a fun game in general for the modern gamer. Okay. Very Resident Evil 4 feeling, of course. So it will be available for all platforms, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, S, whatever. And Stadia. Uh, well, as a demo. Oh, as a demo. Next sorry, week sorry, sorry. is what I was going to say. Okay. So next week, both the village and the castle demo will be put together as a one-hour demo. Ah. Because that's how math works. Or 20 minutes uh, for you. Well, okay. Depending on how quickly you do it, yes. <laughs> okay. You have up to an hour. Okay. And so those will be put together. Mm-hmm. And you could play those next weekend. Whatever. You'll have to look up the times. Okay. And... You could try it out and see for yourself, but it... Lackluster uh, for you. Yeah, yeah. But it's good to see that they're getting it on all platforms for the demo. Yes. Instead of just PlayStation 5. Yeah, that was weird to me. It was obviously just like a gimmick for PlayStation 5 to get people to have another thing that they're getting on their console. You know what I mean? It's it's for Sony to make you feel like you're getting more out of the console. Besides having a console that nobody else can get. Yes. (laughs) It, it's a fun perk, but it's really not like, important other than to say, yeah, I played it before you, yeah. if you care enough to say that. Right, right. Okay. Uh, but really, you're not missing much that you can't wait until next weekend to play it. It's, right. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. And as a reminder, this game, the full game, actually releases May 7th. Yes. yes. And it will be out on all those platforms all those and Stadia, like yes. you said. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, and then lastly, I've been playing Oddworld Soulstorm. You didn't get a chance to play this yet, right? I haven't. Because I've been playing it, and yeah. then when I'm not playing it... You're playing Warzone. I'm playing Warzone. Yeah. <laughs> on the same TV, so you yeah. can't play it. Yes. We only uh, have one Again, PS5. because yeah. this was... This is available for PS4 and PS5. However, I am playing the PS5 version, which came on PlayStation Plus. Yes. Uh, which is so weird. It was very weird. If you have a PS4, you gotta buy the game yeah. for seventy dollars yeah. or whatever. I think it was like fifty. I think it's, it was a little bit cheaper. It's just weird. Like I get it in a in normal reality where you're trying to get people to buy PS5s, but we're at the point still yeah. where nobody's not trying. People are are wanting to buy your console. You're just not mm-hmm. making enough. It, it's again that smoke and mirror of like, see, we have stuff for the PS5. We yeah. have reasons to to be on this platform. Yes. So really, all they're doing is is future proofing to let you be like, okay, I'm gonna have all of these things when this console is out. Yeah. And I can finally get it. Yeah. I guess like the console is out when I can finally I can get finally it. Get my hands on yes. one. Yeah. And that's great. You know, for the people that that care about that stuff, mm-hmm. but um, it is weird that yeah. everybody on the PS4 because to an extent, someone's gonna be like, "Well, fuck that! I'm just not gonna." Yeah, I'm just not gonna get a PlayStation Five. Yeah, but to get into this game, it's not a remake of the game from the PlayStation One era. It is actually a reimagining, which is based off of. The one that they did for the PS4 based off the first game. Yeah, so it's a reimagining of Oddworld Abe's Exodus from 1998. Yes. yes. Yeah. And a sequel to Oddworld New and Tasty, which I didn't understand. Yeah, so New and Tasty is the remake yes. or reimagining of Exodus. Yes. That they put on PS4. Yes. And now this is the sequel to that one, which is also a reimagining. Yes. So, um, here's the thing with this game. Mm-hmm. I'm rating it based off it being a, P- a PlayStation Plus game. Okay. So, I'm probably going to be a little bit more lenient than I think most people would be if they were to have bought this game on PlayStation 4. Yeah. There's a lot of bugs in this game. There's a oh. lot of weird things. Like, But there are things that are like, it's subtle enough that it doesn't fully ruin the game for you but there's enough that it makes it a little frustrating um but it's like spotty so you'll go a while with it having issues and then and then you'll get stuck with something and it's like really fucking annoying yeah there's times where i had to reload because i was glitched in an area or something didn't load that needed to load Mm -hmm. um stuff like that i think it froze at one point the game is essentially a stealth platformer Okay. It's kind of like Metal Gear Solid on a platforming scale. Okay. Art style is really fun and unique. Obviously, it's you know, Oddworld is a very unique style. You either like it or you don't. Yeah, I'm I'm on the second half. Okay. Uh, when <laughs> you were like, oh, let's play weird. this game, and I was like, um, it's a very weird art style, but like, it's just it's the creatures freak me out. They're so yeah. creepy looking, especially now that they're like more realistic. And, yeah, and it's, this version, it's very off putting. Like, I um, was gonna play it if I got it around to it, but yeah. I wasn't gonna enjoy it. <laughs> so basically, Abe is the character you play as, and his character is essentially like a Jesus of his people, and okay, he's freed them from. Being enslaved by this like 
evil corporation of these other creature-like beings. Okay. Yeah, it's, you know, it's cartoony in that sense yes. of, like, what these characters are. But, like, it's telling some real serious shit. And um, they've added some some interesting mechanics to it. Like, there's a whole crafting system they've added. There's this new system of sneaking around um, a little bit further than it used to do. But it's really just stuff to adapt to how they wanted to tell the story versus really being anything that's of importance mm-hmm. for the game itself. Yeah. I'm enjoying the game for what it is, but I would probably be annoyed if I were to have paid for this game. Yeah. Uh, it feels like it needs to have some updates. I'm really surprised it was released. I guess in my head it's because they needed to put something out for this yeah. PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 and they figured they could just post update it but like it's it does need some work. It's very glitchy. But overall, I think if you're a fan of the series, you'll you'll probably look past some of the problems it has. Um like one specific thing actually kind of worked in my favor at one point where uh characters weren't loading in where they were supposed to. Mm-hmm. And so I was able to like beat what seemed like it was going to be a pretty difficult section mm-hmm. because they weren't loading in. So I was able to take my time and, Gotta love those and kill happen. them one at a time. And then yeah. eventually it like worked. But there was like a part of that too where it also was like it kept reloading the total of kills I had because mm-hmm. it wasn't loading them in correctly. So then it was like resetting it over and over and over. Oh, sucks. So I think I had to reset it then. restart the checkpoint and then after that i was able to do basically the same concept but it ended up working in my favor yeah it was spotty with and that was only like level three i think Oh, okay this game i think is supposed to be if i'm correct i think it's like a eight hour experience there's a whole section too where you have to like basically save a bunch of the characters that are of your race mm-hmm. and it'll be like there's 30 of them somewhere scattered around this level and you have to find all of them and come back and save them put them through this weird portal okay um it definitely changes and shifts its its gameplay in that aspect from what it was the first couple levels but i guess it gives that replay value to kind of go back and try to 100 percent everything okay i'm kind of at a point I think I'm about halfway. I'm at a point where I'm kind of just like, it's more of a chore Yeah. to play it where I am right now because I'm stuck with something where it's like, I need this item to get to the elevator to move forward, but it's like, I've scouted everywhere and I can't find it and I looked it up online and it says it's in this spot, but it's not there. So mm. it's like a loading issue. So I'm terrified I have to start the whole level over, if not the whole game. And that's probably not going to happen. Yeah. So in that sense, it's considered probably game breaking if that's the issue. Yeah, definitely. So I'm, I'm going to have to say this is in my experience, it's going to be a, I would say it's a test it for me. Like I, I wouldn't buy this game right now. Even if you're interested in it, I would probably just wait. Make sure they're going to fix it. Yeah. Look for reviews on updates on if they actually change and fix any issues with the game you know what i'd love to know is if you purchase the ps4 version if it doesn't have the same bugs and that's what i'm kind of saying is like i'm playing this for free yeah 
So I'm saying this stuff and like naturally if I had paid 50 to $70, whatever it is for this game, I would probably be more mad yeah. about my review. I would probably be more frustrated that I paid for this right. and it's essentially not completed. Part of me wonders if they're just, that was their plan is to use the PS5 users as like oh, beta testers. As testers. That's a good call. And not say it. Yeah, that's probably, like, like I said. Yeah. Because if, if you get something for free, you're not going to complain as much, right? Yeah, exactly. There's probably some, I mean, like, log reports most there. Most people wouldn't, at least. But, yeah. like, there's somebody who's going to be like, well, I deserve this now. Yeah. <laughs> but you're less likely to complain yeah, than, yeah. If you, than if you had paid for it. So, it's fun overall, but it's, it's it needs some work as far as updates. And I would not I would not go buy it until they fix those things. That's for sure. Especially on a PS4, if that's an issue on that version. Yeah, good to know. But graphically, it's gorgeous. When it works, it does work, and it's fun. If you're okay with their creepy little faces. Yeah, I mean, they have this whole, like, summoning thing where you can... This orb leaves your body, and then it goes into the enemy. And then you can use the enemy and control them to go and kill other enemies. The whole thing is essentially a puzzle game. Okay. You have to kind of use that to... Find a way to get through the platforming areas without being detected by either killing them off with their own enemies or sneaking around them and stuff. It's fun, but some areas are just so glitchy, it it, it really slows down the momentum of the game. And it's just not fun in those moments. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a test it for me. Okay. All right. That is it. That's it for our gaming section. That is it for our entire episode this week. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook, Dissecting This Fiction Podcast. Follow us on Twitter, uh, DTFpod, or send us an email directly to dtfpod at gmail.com. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcatcher. Just uh, give us some kind of feedback. It would be very, very helpful. And uh, check us out on our website, dtfcast.com, if you want to check that out, too. That's it for episode 89 of Dissecting This Fiction. Yep. Bye bye. <laughs>